Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Pete Zayas. Pete, <laughs> so my mom hates smoking. Hates it. Okay. Religiously hates it. Mm-hmm. The Lakers won a championship last night. Mm-hmm. My parents love the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I may or may not have called my mom smoking a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, 2020 is a crazy year. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> oh man. So, so you and I, uh, you know, we, we, we weren't able to catch up last night and the way that we're going to make this show do this show is basically just keep the celebration celebration. Rolling. Hell yes. Hell uh, yes. That's, that's the goal of this one. So the, the amount of fun that Harrison and I had on yesterday's show, we're going to try to roll that right on back. And then in uh, tomorrow's show, because this is episode 999 of the Locked on Lakers podcast. What tomorrow's- timing? What freaking timing, man? Well, could you imagine it would have if they had lost, it would be game seven. Game seven would have been oh, the geez. recap to game seven would have been <laughs> episode. It could have been really good or really bad. Yeah. Real bad. <laughs> given how this given where this uh, show came from and what birthed it, uh, it, it probably would have been really bad. But uh, so today's show, we're going to have a bunch of fun and just kind of talk about the, the championship. Tomorrow's show, Harrison is hopping back on. So shouts to Harrison for hopping on two times this week. And we are going to have a trifecta podcast with uh, those are my favorite, man. I love those. internet stepfather and his internet stepbrother uh, here on the 1,000th, I can't believe I'm saying that, 1,000th episode of the Lock On Lakers podcast. But before we get to that, we have an entire show to get to today, a whole bunch of fun to get to today. I have no idea. I usually have some kind of an outline for where we're going to go with this stuff. Uh, I this actually, is ramble, man. Yeah, I, I actually, this is actually where, where I wanted to start. NBA TV replayed the game and I was feeding Avery uh, lunch while I was watching it. <clears throat> they get down to like the last couple minutes and AD is super, super emotional. LeBron is hugging him. And, and according to reports was telling AD in those moments, Hey, this is what we can do. So long as you and I are together. <clears throat> so you had that moment, you had a genie bus, uh, you know, address the, the Lakers nation as, as all of this was, was going down as well. Rob Polinka hopped on Rob Polinka's post post game conference was, was incredible. I didn't find myself too emotional last night, but I got, I got, I got to say today, watching it actually come to fruition and understand what was going on and then listening to everybody spell out what that moment meant to them individually. I teared up a little bit. I thought, I thought it was a really cool moment. It hasn't hit me on the emotional level yet. Mm -hmm. I'm my brain is swirling, Anthony. Like it's, like I feel it. I know I think, it's there. I think, I, like I'm gonna I have a good a whole cry. Bunch of people feeling the exact same way as you. Yeah. Like but I'm gonna have a good cry morning, very soon. Championship hangovers are the, <laughs> this yeah, is the only kind yeah. of hangover you can have and be all right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not even hangover. I'm like, it's like I'm still high from mm. it. You know, like I'm yeah. just. And there's so many. Oh, there's so many things I'm grateful for. There's so many things I'm sad about. There are so many things I'm really impressed by and invigorated by from a basketball standpoint, the mm-hmm. future, like this ain't just a one year thing. This is a bad no. fucking team, man. <laughs> like this team is like, yo, that, that top year, I know you were upset with me with the basketball gods and whatnot. Like this series was series was yeah, over, over too. early on. 
Yes. I, I, sure, sure. I lost the Lakers a game myself, so we're even on the basketball gods front. But it all had to do with focus, right? Yeah. And we saw last night that was, you know, the culmination of all of the great defense they've played this season mm-hmm. concentrated into three quarters. And Vogel put it great. He was like, you guys are in the middle of a defensive masterpiece. And yeah. so seeing the parts fit so well together that I can't help but think that Polinka's really got some talent for understanding how pieces fit together. Yeah. And when you start with LeBron and Anthony Davis, just what could this be? What could this become as beautiful as this year was? What could it be in the future, but also staying in the moment of, Oh my God, all the work we, we did this year, <laughs> yeah. all of the freaking pods, all the pods we did about some terrible ass teams, like <laughs> all of it, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's just so gratifying. It feels just like the culmination of a lot of work from a lot of different people on every level, podcasts, writing, the players on the team, the coaches, the executives, just the fans, every level of this we've, uh, we've gone through it and we've gone through it together. And it's uh, just, it's just, I will remember the 2020 season for the rest of my life. I will tell my grandkids about this season um, and, and about just everything that's happened. Uh, just, to be able to live through something incredible and historic like that uh, in the moment they come, those things come along so rarely in life. And it just, just what a beautiful season this was. We've talked about this a couple of times now, but this is literally the longest season in the history of the NBA. Yeah. And just think about how blessed we are to, Mm -hmm. to have a team that we legitimately liked from start to finish of that longest season in the history of the NBA. Right. You know, right. like this could have been, this could have been awful <laughs> yeah. given what the previous seasons have been. Well, so that's where my gratitude comes from, right? Is like, yeah. I'm grateful that everybody was able to put it together and make all of this Absolutely. worth it, right? And all of it. Uh, and a lot of people sacrificed a lot to do that. And dude, I don't know about you. Everybody I know that covers the NBA or is involved with Lakers, everybody's so tired. Everybody is exhausted yes. right now yeah. because of the length of this season. And even that period of time where there weren't games, just the whole, are we going to play? We still have to do several shows per week. What the hell are we going to talk about, right? <laughs> you know yeah. that, man. You had to do five a week, right? And uh and so just everybody's really exhausted and so just from a mental perspective being able to celebrate at the end of it is just the sweetest is the the sweetest title for me man i don't think i'm gonna have a championship i i look back and love as much as this one this one just just you know to quote lebron it was built different it was a different championship for Mm -hmm. this one when you combine you know obviously everything that everybody is going through throughout the entire country and the entire world with, with COVID. And, you know, you combine that with, with where we were at when this season began, where you, you and I were cautiously optimistic, I think at best, right. We thought that this team was going to be pretty good. We didn't think great, you know, great, great wasn't really on the table. Uh, and then to go from that and then obviously losing Kobe uh, losing Gianna, losing the other people that were on that helicopter. You go through that and and uh, losing, feeling like you might lose this season <laughs> after Dude. after being like shown what this team might be capable of, where they beat the Clippers, they beat the Bucs, and they do so handily in both those games. After being shown that and then have the season potentially taken away, mm-hmm. you're like, you got, you might you gotta lose. be kidding me. Yeah. 
yeah. oh my God, we might lose a championship to this. Right. Of all season, like we're going to lose a championship to this. And right. then, you know, they come back and, you know, but that postseason starts. And I think it's perfectly fitting that they send us off. It wasn't some close game. Game six wasn't some close game. It wasn't some hard fought battle that went right down to the last possession. It was a reminder. It was a send off saying, hell yeah. Yeah. We are some bad motherfuckers. Yeah, they are. They are one of the great defensive teams I've ever witnessed. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, you know, one of the points I've made, I think on other podcasts and, and especially with other guests, if I've made it on this one is like, and I'll make it again because I, I think it's uh, I think it's the most apt thing I can say about the season in, in the city is everybody thinks of L.A. as this glitz and glamour city, right? Everybody mm-hmm. thinks of uh, of Los Angeles and the greater L.A. area as well. You have Hollywood and you have you know uh-huh. even UCLA and the Rose Bowl is a super clean, pristine place. The Coliseum, same kind of thing. Uh, the 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 great Lakers teams were this. Showtime Lakers. It was this fast break team that just Malibu, Santa Monica Pier. Yeah, it all yeah. had this kind of like relaxed celebrity. Right. But, but but what it actually no. is, what at, mm-hmm. what LA actually is, is millions of working class people just trying to get by in a city that costs an immense amount of money to live mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. A, a From ton. all over different parts of the world, too. Yeah. Yeah, right. it's it's this it's this mis- mismatch of of or you know this this uh, mishmash yeah mishmash yeah. there you go of of people from all over the the world and all over the country with all different backgrounds and skills and talents and all these things and yeah. and it takes immense sacrifice to be able to live in LA it takes hard work it takes long long work weeks it's you know I it's something that that I don't think people, you know, everybody looks. Oh, it's a coastal elites. It's such a laid back lifestyle. The the Midwest is where it's actually where where work is actually the hardest. I live here now, man. It's not as hard as it is back on the back home. It just oh, that's isn't. interesting. And 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 I just think this team is such a great match for that. It's such a reminder that no, actually, defense allows you to get out there and be glitz and glammy. That that mm-hmm. that that sacrifice, that hard work, that togetherness, that amount of trust in each other to be able to get a stop, and whether it's a turnover or a rebound or whatever, that allows you, that ignites the break, and that allows LeBron James to look as as dominating as he does, and that allows Anthony Davis, and and just like just like the the city of LA. The hard work of millions allows that glitz and glam to show forth when it actually does on the silver screen or on the TV screen or on on in in your in your headphones when you're listening to music. That is what the city of LA is about. And this team, to me, is in my opinion, might be the best representation of that in my lifetime. It's such a cool team. I love that framing, Anthony, of the Lakers being a hard work team and. And the way they do it, this is part of what I loved about Miami making it too, is that Miami does this as well, except we do like the Hollywood component of us. We can't totally reject that. We are also, we are, we are everything that you said. You're Hollywood. Right. (laughs) Right. We are everything that you said, the city, everything that you said, and we're also Hollywood. Right. Right. And so like it's, it's creatives and 
people from all over the world, all sorts of different backgrounds with talent and with dreams and with, with kind of this entrepreneurial spirit, right. Of, mm-hmm. of I'm going to make something better for myself and for my family. I'm going to chase, chase my dream that uh, is also like that comes with a certain sense of style and a certain, uh, a certain, like my, the difference between Miami and the Lakers is the Lakers have a couple of basketball gods, right. You know, and, Mm -hmm. and like Jimmy Butler, how wonderful is Jimmy, right? He can't hit the peaks that a LeBron and Anthony Davis can. It's the type that we talk about, you know, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. But mm-hmm. if talent's working hard mm-hmm. and a little less talent is also working hard, at some point you just hit your ceiling of what yeah. you can do. And that talent that's that works hard or that talent that can at least get there. Cause that's the thing is that this series went six. It wasn't that close mm-hmm. because when we were focused, it was not close. Right. right. Um, we just, Miami plays at 95 to hundred percent of what they're capable of most of the time. Whereas, you know, we do enough to, we do enough to win. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, that, like we've got that that Hollywood component as well, and, and that the the talent as well, to where it, it's the, this Lakers team in a lot of ways is what a lot of the people that move to the city or live in the city aspire to be, right? Mm-hmm. Like this team is, and this is something we'll talk more about going forward. This team, in my opinion, is ushering in a new era in a similar way that the Golden State Warriors did about yeah. five years ago, right? And in a lot of ways, we are re- a reaction to a Golden State Warriors type of team and how we're constructed. And uh, so that ability to push the league forward is something that Lakers have always done, right? Not just winning championships, but changing the style of the game, changing the approach, changing like all sorts of rosters are going to change this offseason, man, yeah. to be able to be like, oh, we got to beat the Lakers in a seven game right. series. And we have our roster isn't both. necessarily constructed to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we have to be able to throw both those pitches or hit both those pitches. And right. also like how fitting is it that the guy that, you know, fought against those warriors in those finals is one of the architects to the reaction to it. He has the ability to put this team together and help put this team together and, and partner up with Polinka and, and do whatever had to be done behind the scenes to be able to acquire Anthony Davis. And then once they get them there, also is so bought in that he's calling role players. Hey, I, we want you here. Hey, you got to be here. This thing could be special. Uh I, I think it's the, the, the whole story, the, the whole story here, for me, I, I've always been so driven to the stories that sports can tell. And this is one of the better stories that, that I've, I've ever seen. Let's take a quick second here. When we come back, honestly, we're just going to keep rambling. Today's show is brought to you in part by Built Go. Look, let's be honest. The Lakers are NBA champions. You probably had an extra glass of wine or something last night. You're dragging a little bit right now as you're listening to this. And you could probably use something to get you through this little wall that you're about to hit. Well, that's what Built Go is for. Built Go are tiny little one and a half ounce packages uh, that have protein that are natural so you don't get the crash. They taste great. Uh, They have peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, chocolate, and mint. Uh, and and they just they what they do is they supplement your energy levels and and then don't allow for for such a crash as you'll get with other forms of, of energy packets. So get on over to builtgo.com right now 
and use the promo code LOCKED, you'll get 20% off your next order. One more time, that is LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. about here with with these Lakers is you know beyond representing the city and beyond all of these things I just think it's so rare especially in in like given what people think of high paid talent right the LeBrons the ADs that you know there's such this tier system to how a team's culture works where the super high paid talent they hang out with the other super high paid talent and then they have their meetings and stuff. And I'm not saying that that isn't completely the case. I'm sure LeBron's off season is already planned and scheduled to figure out the different next projects that he's going to be working on. But when they were in the bubble, I thought it was so cool to watch this unit, you know, the, 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 the root word, the base word to unity is unit. And I thought it was so cool to watch this unit come together and and to to be able to so clearly see the cohesiveness there were times where the chips were down or whatever but i just i and 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 you're also talking about a team where like javel starts all season hardly see him after the first round of the playoffs uh dwight howard is is this incredible redemption story i think he played one minute in last night's game is that a three (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's pretty great that the last shot that the lakers hit this season is a dwight howard three point of course yeah (laughs) uh but but you know so you have you know you have these two guys who have different raps over the course of their over the course of their careers and yet what they did was sacrifice you guys, you guys need me in this series. Cool. I'm here. You guys don't need me for this. Cool. I'm here for the guys who are actually are going to be on the court. And, and just, I don't know, man, given, given where the state of discourse is, where you have fans in Kansas city booing the very concept of unity as two teams, not even talking about the flag, not talking to, you know, they weren't doing this during the Anthem. It was after the Anthem that the, that the two teams met at midfield and took a knee with each other and locked arms in the show of unity and motherfuckers were booing that stuff. And then, mm-hmm. and, and then to see this team with so many different backgrounds and so many people, by the way, added at different portions of the off season, added at different portions of the regular season to see everybody come together and figure this stuff out. And so, so uniquely, show what unity actually looks like i think is so damn inspiring the unity and cooperation like cooperation is the fundamental component of unity like Mm -hmm. unity is a great concept but pulling it off is very difficult because different people have different motivations and their their minds are in different places and one of the things i've loved about this team is how collaborative they've been you've got a lot of strong personalities you know this this is something you've got a great sense for and like in how this could have gone really sideways with the different strong personalities that are involved mm-hmm. if you got hard, different hard-headed people kind of you know bonking heads against having and having different opinions and not wanting to give ground that can fracture in a lot of different places. Uh, But it starts with LeBron and AD, right. And them being so simpatico and 
AD being able to hold LeBron accountable on the defensive end mm-hmm. is, and obviously the the influence on AD that LeBron has on AD is can't be understated, right? As somebody who's lived a similar-ish life to AD, yeah. and AD can really look up to and has for years and years. Um, that you get that so rarely between two superstars and then their games, <laughs> like just cause like Shaq and Kobe were great on the court, right? Like their games always fit together very well on the court. Uh, but you get that like level of cooperation and, and communication and accountability yeah. going in both directions. And then like they fit together perfectly, man. Just we're looking at the start of one of the great duos of all time in a way too, where we just, we have figured that LeBron was going to get old because Everybody does, and he will too eventually, yeah. but he's just changing the whole paradigm of when that happens. And yeah. a lot of the ways that he does it, like he's he's got a few years at a really high level left in him. He didn't re- even really have to go nuts that often this postseason. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot left in the tank, and just what this can be going forward is so exciting. Yeah, I mean, and, and to your point earlier about Palinka understanding what it takes to, to fit everybody together was so cool to see because, you know, he – he saw firsthand the failed experiment that LeBron made a literal fart noise in describing after uh, last season, right? Palinka Palinka had a, a front row seat to what went wrong there. And, and he kind of identified, okay, so these, these are the things that LeBron is probably going to age well with. And I, I don't, I've never spoken to Rob Palinka. I don't even have any reporting on this to, to be able to say, but from where I'm sitting, it looks to me like he's like, all right, the way that LeBron is going to age, this, this, is this, and this is going to stick around. Mm-hmm. This, this, and this is going to age well. The, the, the ways that LeBron might slip eventually is with some of the athleticism, some of the, the fast twitch motion, stuff like that. Now, he was, he was obviously very capable in those regards when he needed to be in this, in this playoff run. But it wasn't like years past where no, he's there not weren't the any more, there weren't any downtime. There wasn't any downtime in those, in those years past. So I, I thought Polinka did a very good job. And, 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 you know, also uh, LeBron and AD, you know, in, in, in their identifying who they wanted to play with too. I thought there was this really cool dynamic where everybody kind of understood. All right. So this is going to be the driving force of this team. This is how we're going to, to work together. And this is how we're going to be able to work beyond just this season. And that's what you're talking about, where this might be, this feels like the beginning, something truly special because they've identified this is how LeBron's probably going to age. And this is how we make up for it. And this is how we keep him at as high a possible level he can possibly play at. And, and, and you know where Polinka probably learned that from? Because Kobe went through that exact same cycle. He went through that exact same oh, that's thing. such a good point. Yeah, that's such a good point. And it's remarkable to me how much the roster turned over while still being able to get to this point, right? Especially with the, the Kawhi didn't stuff. Have a starting point guard. Having to wait. Right. Yeah, we didn't have that's true. We didn't have we didn't have Avery Bradley. Um, but what I mean is more so from last season's team to this season's team in that whenever you have that much roster turnover, it's usually difficult to make it yeah. all click in, in year one. And the way that it fit together, uh, again, is a testament to Palenka. And I think you're spot on with that idea of identifying where does LeBron, where will he get older? Also, where where will he 
needs some like where does he need some push to yeah on the defensive end right the third star on this team is the defense it's the team defense and everybody who plays in the rotation including rondo when he actually locks in mentally is uh, is a plus defender i never thought i'd say that about rondo by the way but he was like when he was focused and that wasn't all the time in these playoffs but when he was it was like oh yeah yeah, that's i I get it now i get the whole rondo experience he he makes sense to me now in a way that he did not prior to these playoffs um and so really valuing defense and understanding that when you've got how much did we have when Kawhi signed with with the Clippers you know we had in the mid 20 million yeah I think we had like 20 28 or 26 for some reason 26 is standing out to me somewhere in there you're you're probably right um is that every everybody that was signed from that point on was a defender Mm-hmm. And uh, and or had some defensive capability to them that w- when you put it all together, it's like oh yeah, two superstars, um, two superstars plus great freaking defense, including one of them who's the best defensive player in the game. Like oh yeah, maybe that's maybe your margin for error is actually very high when you put yeah. that together. But also we covered so much ground this year that doesn't mean that everything went perfectly in the mm-hmm. roster construction. And so like, so Palinka gets another off season to make adjustments to improve what we have here. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm looking so far, far ahead. It's just, this team was so good, Anthony, yeah. that, and, and, but while also being relatively imperfect, <laughs> you know, and we're never yeah. going to build a perfect team, but there's room to grow. There's room to improve that. Uh, the fact that we went from the kind of things we were talking about at the end of last season after the last game versus what we're talking about now. Like I'm dreaming of a dynasty now. Yeah. I can't believe we're here, man. I thought that maybe we'd have a window of a year or two, maybe. And like a bunch of things that have to break right for us to get a title. No, no, no. <laughs> We've got, we got ourselves a window, man. Well, this is what it looks like when you have a margin for error, but don't allow yourself to use that margin for error as a crutch. Like I thought, I thought when when LeBron came to LA in the first place, like LeBron inherently is going to give you a margin for error. And I thought that they looked at that and said, okay, that gives us this much place that we could potentially experiment with. And if it goes wrong, it goes wrong. But I think we'll still have a decent enough floor, a high enough floor to to make the situ the the, the season a quote unquote success. Mm-hmm. And then they used up all the margin for error. LeBron uh, pulls his Achilles, tears his Achilles, whatever. And the season is an outright unmitigated disaster. And, and I think with this season, I think Palinka and, and, and even LeBron and AD were like, okay, so we are going to have this much margin for error. Let's not dip into it unless we absolutely have to, you know, with players who may or may not work here. Does, does, does Dwight Howard use up some of that margin for error if it doesn't work out? Maybe. But if it works out and he brings the physicality to this team and keeps AD, do you see how fresh Anthony Davis looked in last yeah. night's game with like Even heel with the contusion? Heel, man. Yeah, man. No, we had that was part of how this that game went the way that it did. 
Miami was gassed, man. Yeah. They were so, I love Miami. I, I've said it many times. I, they represent just so much of what's good about basketball, about the mm -hmm. basketball grind, about being in the moment, working on your craft every day. But just to compete with us, they had to empty the tank. And yeah. by the time we turned it up, they just completely crumbled because right. they could, they like, even at their best, they would have, we would have beaten them. But by that point, just to get to their, to, to that point, they were exhausted. And yeah. so they, they just, yeah, they, they didn't have it. Yeah, and and I'm glad you brought up Miami because I didn't give them credit in last night's show, but I do really want to make sure that that we really understand how cool a story that that the Miami Heat were this year and and where yeah. they could possibly go by the way cuz mm -hmm. not only are they going to improve on the peripheries next year, Tyler Hero is going to get a year better, Duncan Robinson's going to get a year better. Uh but on top of that in 2021, they're going to have a ton of cap space. Uh, to be able to potentially improve there too. So shouts to Miami for an incredible season, an incredible series that, you know, brought out quite frankly, the best in, 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 in LeBron James and brought out the best in these Los Angeles Lakers so that they could send us off into the off season with the showing that they, that they put forth last night. Let's take uh, one more second here. And when we come back, I, I know I tell you guys to smell the roses, stop and smell the roses and all that. But like Pete said, for some reason, it's impossible not to look ahead to what this team might potentially be capable of. And without naming any names specifically, I think there are very real ways that the Lakers can continue to get better. And we might be looking at a dynastic run here where we're talking this time. Well, not this time, whenever, whenever next season ends, we might be hosting a podcast and talking about the Lakers actually leapfrogging the Boston Celtics for all-time titles. Woof. Today's show is also brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Head on over to rockauto.com where you'll find a family business that has served auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com for shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clips delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and, for the, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the exact same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. start conversations like this with where were we at the beginning of all of this yeah and at the beginning of all of this we were like you know they'll be they'll be competing for a western conference finals championship probably they'll be they'll be fighting for a finals bid you know hoping hoping to get there and then it's a close enough series that maybe enough things go right for them they beat the milwaukee bucks in in a long seven game series for, for a championship and growth isn't linear. So to go from that 
to where the Lakers wound up next season doesn't mean that where they are now at the end of next <laughs> season, we're looking at a similar leap in expectations. Yeah, no. But but still, it does feel pretty special, man. And and this is me saying this. I'm pre- I'm as cynic as they come. I'm as I'm as <laughs> pessimistic, even if you want to use that term, as they come. And and this feels pretty damn special. Like where where we look back on this and we say LeBron and AD are the goat duo. Or this is like, this is, this is what I think that, that, that pairing is capable of. I, I do too. Uh, I don't know if it's like you said, it's not linear. I think that we saw this postseason, the Lakers focus and attention to detail can wane when they don't feel threatened and when they don't feel the stakes are high enough. And so I think there's a distinct possibility that next year's regular season has a lot of games where like, Oh, are you kidding me? We lost yeah, right. that game to that team on this night. They're so frustrating. But the can, can I cut in really quick on that? On that, please, though? please. I wouldn't look at it from a wins and losses standpoint. I would look at it from a team building standpoint. Like, what are the Lakers trying to do in those games? Are they trying 100%. to bring like this, like this season, right? What AD was able to do as a shooter from the mid range from everywhere had a lot to do with the fact that the Lakers were force feeding him throughout the season. Got reps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got those reps and then took full advantage of it when, when, when it came time to cash those chap, chips in. So, so yeah, I don't mean to, to cut you off, but no, I'm glad you did. Even if it's a frustrating season next year, you got to make sure that you pay attention to this. Isn't them wasting those games. It's what are they trying to do in the meantime? Right. Like, uh- is THT able to be a part of the rotation? Yeah. Right. Can he be an eighth or ninth man? Because mm-hmm. he's got, you know, he's got a lot of talent and he's got talent in areas where we could use another guy that can get to the rack off of the dribble, you know? And, uh, you so know, those Caruso handle pick and rolls. Sure. And, and yeah. What, what like development, mm-hmm, all of yeah. those things. And, and that may be at the cost of some wins and losses, right? Because one yeah. of the things that I loved about the development of Anthony Davis throughout the year. We talked a lot about how he struggles handling a double team. Right. And I remember we were watching when we were at Harrison's thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And we were watching that game against Portland and we're just like, Oh man, this dude just threw the ball like into the third row. Yeah. (laughs) Like like, what's going to happen when it's the Clippers or Milwaukee. Right. And the reality is that doing that against good teams, even right. Even the best teams where we feel we were so in the moment in every game, especially in those big games. Remember when it was like, oh, we haven't beaten a good team yet. Like right. one of the, uh, and, the, and we thought that was a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. And it turns out it was not. Um, what was a bigger deal was the reps that were being gotten both. Well, Anthony Davis, the other teams those, are such cowards. They won't even face you in the playoffs, but. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't have to agree or disagree with that point. Just don't it's, get yourself it's just out there. It's just floating out there. And I just, <laughs> I was laughing at something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your dog farted in that exact mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're right. You're right, though. Like that, that, that concept of building to a goal. Like this is where I sometimes push back on: is the regular season meaningless if all you're looking at is standings and wins and losses at the end of it? Yeah, I, I would probably say so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but is it hugely meaningful? for those teams who use it properly. Yeah. Fuck. Yes, it is. Just ask Milwaukee, bro. We got so much better from the start of this yeah. season to the end of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, much development. So is, cool. is, is, is this, so 
I consider Shaq and Kobe the best duo ever. Michael and Scotty, Magic and Kareem. Those are like my top three. Uh, I think LeBron and AD have the the talent and the fit. Most importantly, the fit, not just on the court, but also off the court to 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 leapfrog all of those guys. I think I think Magic and Kareem got along the best of those three duos. Uh, you, you even see now there's a little bit of tension between Scotty and Michael, obviously a ton of tension between Kobe and, and Shaq. And while, yeah, after their first championship, you had, you saw Kobe kind of launching himself into Shaq's arms, but like, I, I thought it was such a cool moment down the stretch of that game where AD has this, like, he, you could just tell he has this thousand mile stare of oh my God, I can't this actually I can't believe this thing worked out the way that it actually worked out. Yeah. And you see him just kind of his eyes, you know, the 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 ring around his eyes is kind of red because he's emotional. Aww, and, uh-huh. and LeBron puts his shoulder, his arm around his shoulder. And by the way, like if if LeBron grips anybody that tight, their head <laughs> pops off. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> but but I thought it was such a cool moment where you know, LeBron, like Shaq and Kobe were both young and immature. Uh, Michael and Scotty were both roughly the same age. Kareem was older than Magic, right? And I think that's where the, the similarities here kind of show up here with LeBron and, and AD, where LeBron has been around for so long. And he's like, if this is, if we do this right, mm-hmm. on and off the court, in terms of our play together, our work that we do in, in attracting talent, all of those things, dude, the world yeah. is our oyster. And I thought it that is. was such a cool moment. It, it, it was. And that collaboration and partnership is a big part of it, right? Even Magic and Cream, they didn't have that same dynamic, right? Yeah. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't hostile, but it also wasn't LeBron and AD where it was right. such a close relationship. They're both with the same agency. And I don't think people realize how big that is like the different agencies are kind of little families of especially their own clutch in the NBA. Right. Right. Where they're looking out for each other and they're looking out for their guys and not just the agent trying to get the player, their best contract, but just their overall best interest. And, mm-hmm. you know, KCP come in here first thing. Right. And uh, just building, building out those clutch guys uh, and, and that collaboration specifically between LeBron and AD it's just on a different level of partnership and collaboration and that goes back to LeBron in that LeBron has the wisdom of the ages but he's also still an incredible basketball player so he can both impart wisdom onto AD that AD just couldn't possibly have at this point of his experience Mm -hmm. while also being able to kick ass alongside AD by example too right The, the only the only run that comes close to this for me as a duo was the Lakers in 2001, what Shaq and Kobe did during that run. It's the only one that's comparable to this one. You know, it was, I know these are just basic numbers, but it does show the level of dominance. LeBron, I think went through these playoffs at 28, 11 and nine on (laughs) 56% shooting. And AD was 28, 11 and four on 57 percent shooting while playing anthony davis level defense like those it was just a monster just bonkers playoff run and when you combine that with their collaboration uh and it's just wow what a what an incredible what an incredible journey what an incredible moment this is 
and what and what a bright future we have and how often do you have both that short-term and long-term reasons for joy and hope all at the same time yep uh all right we have a couple minutes here before we got to go but i just want you i just want to ask you straight up i talked about yesterday on the show with this with this championship meant to me i haven't asked you in this show so far i just want to i just want to know like for you personally just take it wherever you want to take it what does this mean to you because this is a pretty big one and just on a personal level, it's the culmination of a lot of hard work, you know, and a lot of, uh, I, I caught a tiger by the tail with LFR at some point in my life, in my mid thirties. Mm-hmm. And it became this, this whole thing. I get freaking picked up by the team <laughs> in a championship run. That's like one of the most pickup ever. Magical- like Markeith Morris has nothing on you. <laughs> <laughs> and we go on this magical run in the craziest year of all time and so in some ways what it means to me i'm I'm not gonna be able to answer that yet you know i'm still that's i said at the beginning of the show that my head is swirling that's that's all of it you know Mm -hmm. that's it's it's all of it it's thinking about kobe it's thinking about uh the covid situation the bubble are we gonna have when are we gonna have fans back at games Mm -hmm. when does next season start how many games throw a parade Right. Are we that right? Right. What's going on with with a, a parade? Right. And um, it's just the culmination of a lot of work and of being really embraced by the Lakers family and seeing a lot of different people's hard work. Like, like I said earlier, man, everyone's so damn tired. Everyone's so tired. It's been just the craziest year, the most mentally taxing year. But to see the you know the DMs that I'm getting the the just talking to the different people involved with the team, whether it's with the team or covering the team and just the joy and reward that everybody's getting from like, this was tough, but it was so worth it. Yeah. And um, I, I, that's about as much as I can, can do to, to contextualize how I'm feeling right now. I haven't had, I know I'm going to start sobbing at some point. Um, <laughs> I'm not there yet, but my, cause my brain's still swirling, but um, yeah, man, just, a season just one of a kind. What special, an experience. Special season. I, I, I'll I never forget this. I, I can legitimately say that this is going to be something I'm going to take with me forever. Like you said earlier, yeah. you're going to tell your grandkids about. So yeah. that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked on Lakers podcast. Like I said earlier, we have a special episode lined up for you guys tomorrow. So make sure you guys come back for that. Uh, we have a, a, a fun guest lined up for uh, the day after that, we have a, just a great week of shows. And then, oh, by the way, we're going to have to start looking ahead to ways that this team uh, can actually fulfill these dynastic, this dynastic potential. Uh, but for now, have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. And the Los Angeles Lakers are NBA champions. Woo! Quick side note. I'm not I'm not signing off yet. I can't wait for Stu Lance next, next season where he does the whole, like, uh, you know he'll 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 do the send off before uh, a commercial or something like that. Yeah. And you're an NBA champion, champion Los world Angeles Lakers. Oh, oh. Yeah. basketball network. Yes. <laughs> oh, we back. We back. We back. <laughs>